So what's going on, everybody? I am the last sane human alive. So right off into it, um, man, it's been about a week since we've had a, an event, huh? And the day, those guys do kind of deserve a break, though. You know, they've been fighting. I feel like every week since, um, since COVID. You know, since after. They shut down for those few weeks during COVID and then they came back. I feel like it's been fights every week. So, you know, um, they deserve a break. But now it's back to action with Overeem and Volkov. That's be Saturday. Ugh. On the fence about this, right? Because, you know, Overeem is like a fucking legend in the sport, man. I used to, I remember when I played um, basketball growing up, we used to be on a traveling team, play AU, so we used to travel to nationals and stuff, whatever, right? And not not just nationals, we used to travel, period. And I'd be in the hotel room watching fucking old K1 um, championships, you know what I'm saying? The little kickboxing shit. I'd be in the room watching that shit, and that's when I was first introduced to Overeem, like back in the day, you know? during the K-1 kickboxing, I always said, man, if he crossed over and did some kind of MMA, man, that'd be dope, you know? And this is before MMA was even, like, huge, you know? It wasn't even really, like, a thing a thing yet, you know? And, um, like I said, watching for a long time. This is what I will say. Overeem has, has definitely slowed down in his old age, bro. I'm sorry. And, and, and not even, like, old age, like, he's an old man, like, for fighter for fighters, he will be considered a little older. Now, the good thing for him is that he's a heavyweight, and most of your heavyweights are older. You know what I'm saying? Most of your heavyweights are your older guys. Most of them, not all, but most of your heavyweights are your, your older guys who don't want to cut weight to 205 anymore. You know, or you get guys who are just literally too big to make that damn that weight cut. But you know, a lot of your heavyweights are older guys. You know. I'm just not excited for this fight. I'm sorry. And I'm only not excited for excited for this fight based off of both of these guys' last few performances. You know? Volkov uh, fought Greg Hardy. I was excited for that fight because I feel like Greg Hardy was getting a little too confident beating up trash cans, you know? He needed, like, he really was starting to feel like he's, you know, a top-level fighter beating up these trash cans. And he's so, like, cliche and he's so stupid. You know, it's like, uh, give him somebody who's not, like, top two or three, but, you know, somebody who's a little experienced, been winning, been doing this for a while. They gave him Volkov. I was like, oh, yes, Volkov is tall, like, he's taller than Greg Hardy, but he's tall like Greg Hardy. He's a big, strong guy. You know, <clears throat> he he's a really good striker, you know, so I'm just like, oh, Greg Hardy's finally finna get put down for the first time, you know. And then Volkov got out there, a career fucking kickboxer, okay? Been doing this far longer than Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy was a football player, they got pretty much kicked out the damn NFL and came to MMA. You know what I'm saying? Figured, fuck it, I'll do some fighting. You know what I mean? Came to MMA, extremely inexperienced. You could tell from his last match, 
when they hit the ground, he looked confused, you know, and Volkov let Greg Hardy stand in front of him. I want to say it was a five-round fucking fight, you know, I think it was, it was the main event, he stepped in for Dos Santos or something, I want to say it was a five-round fight, and he let Greg Hardy stand in front of him the entire time, didn't knock him out, the fight was over, and nobody had any bruises, nobody, I feel like nobody was even hurt or sore, I feel like they could have went home, came back and fought again the next day, and been just fine, you know, it looked like they hadn't even been in a fight, it looked like, it looked like they had to went running together, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> And I was like, damn, Volkov, really? I mean, yeah, you won, but but did you? You know? So, you know, it was it was it was the same for performance. And then when he fought uh Derek Lewis, that should have been an easy win, you know. We all know Derek Lewis has this amazing power. No debates. But in that but that particular fight, Volkov should have won that fight. Derek shouldn't have been able to land that wild ass overhand at the end, you know. Volkov should have won that fight, you know. But like I say, Volkov to me doesn't have that killer instinct. Volkov to me, he just stays back, man, and he just you know, you know, taps you. And then for for a heavyweight to you know win by like point striking, you know what I mean? It's like what? <laughs> You're heavyweight though. Hit him and knock him out, you know. But I'm just not excited for. Uh, I'm not too excited for this fight. Of course, I want to watch the event. We've been starved all last week, so I'm definitely watching the event. But I'm not too excited for the Volkov fight. And I'm also not excited to see Frankie Edgar out here still fighting. I think Frankie needs to go ahead and hang it up, man. Not that Frankie is, like, you know, washed up or, you know, Frankie is, you know, I just feel like Frankie can't keep taking L's. You know, this is the problem of our um, guys who are, you know, future Hall of Famers. And Frankie is definitely a future Hall of Famer. You can't just stick around past your prime, past, you know. You know, once you start losing, you know, you don't want to lose three, four, or five in a row before you decide to hang it up, you know. And um, I'm sorry. I just don't think Frankie's ever going to be a champ again in any weight class, even that, especially at Bantamweight. Like, featherweight, he was already, you know, that shit was dead. You know, and Frankie's probably a true bantamweight. You know what I'm saying? Goes down the bantamweight. I'm sorry, I just don't see him um, beating any of the top guys down there. You know, I'm sorry. Frankie's a beast. Maybe in his prime, I could see him doing so, but not now. He's fighting against Corey Sanhagen. Uh, I'm not sure if I like this fight too much. I feel like Frankie's going to lose, you know. Uh, Corey Sanhagen is, is um, a little taller, a little longer. And, you know, he's a pretty good fighter. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely a pretty good fighter. I like how Alderman Sterling um, finished them pretty fast in that fight when they fought. But, of course, Hague is a pretty good fighter. And I definitely see him beating Frankie Edgar or whatever. But who knows? Um, Overeem and Volkov, I didn't make a pick. Uh, I don't know, really. You know, I don't know, really, with that fight. It just depends. You know, it just depends how Overeem comes out. You know, I think Overeem has potential to win the fight. But Volkov is really good at staying out the way and just tapping you, you know what I'm saying, to get points. You know, he, he's, he's really good at point striking. So, um, I don't know who's going to win that fight. I don't know. If I had to pick, I'd go ahead and go with Overeem. I'm just, Volkov has let me down too many times. I'm going to go ahead and go with Overeem on that one. And it'd be, I, mean, I don't know, I pick, I pick wrong a lot. So, <laughs> it'd be crazy as hell 
if Volkov just knocks him out in the first round, I will be I will be shocked. Definitely will be shocked. Corey Sanhagen, Frankie Edgar, and eh. so Overeem and Volkov, I'm gonna probably be a decision. Um, Corey Sanhagen and Frankie Edgar, mm, who knows? And I see Overeem wrestling a lot in that fight too, but we'll see. You know, I know he's kid boxer, but he wrestled Rosen Strike, so you know I see him wrestling a lot in this fight too. But um, Corey Sanhagen was name. Mm. I got Corey Sanhagen, definitely. Um, not not too many other big names on the fight. Escar, I, I can't. I don't really know who this guy is like that, but it says he's eleven and one. So, I'm kind of excited to see what he does against Cody Stammen because I have seen him fight. And I do enjoy his fight. He's definitely puts on some um some good fights or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, not too many, like, you know, big names or people on this card. The prelims, headline on the prelims is going to be Clay Guida and Michael Johnson. Uh, I'm sorry, Clay, Clay Guida is another one of those guys who I feel like needs to hang it up. You know what I'm saying? You've been around a long time, bro, a long time. And, you know, if the goal is to be a champion, you might as well hang that up. Clay, you're never going to be champion, bro. It is what it is, you know. It is what it is. But, I don't know. It's, it's a few few people on the prelims that I kind of want to see. I want to see Devontae Smith and Justin James. I think that'll be a pretty decent one. I... Mm, in the featherweight opener, Jerome Rivera versus, I don't know, Odd Osborne <laughs> or Adi Osborne. I don't know. But uh, I'm kind of interested in that one, too. But all the fights are going to be good. I like watching all the fights. So I'm not like, you know, say I'm not going to watch this fight because I don't know this guy. This is how you learn these guys. When Izzy first fought, I didn't know who he was, you know. And then he started winning, started looking them up. Now I know him, you know what I'm saying? Now I know who he is, definitely now. You know, because he's been putting on a show for us. But I'm excited for the Kamaru Usman-Gilbert Burns fight. I don't think it's... Uh... And then, who else is fighting on that card? Pedro Munoz is fighting on that card so far. All the fights haven't been announced for the main card. I think they're trying to find one more fight for that main card. Uh, Macy Barber... <laughs> I'm excited to see her fight again since her last fight was uh, Roxanne Matafari, and you know how they ended. You know, she ended up tearing her, her ACL or some shit, you know. And, um, you know, she had to take a lot of time off because of that. So she's back now, though. So I'm excited to see what she does um, against Alexa Grasso. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited to see what she does. Oh, Kelvin Gaston's fighting on that 258 card, too. Can't wait to see my boy Kelvin get out there. I love some Kelvin Gaston. Kelvin Gaston is the only one who gave Izzy a, a, a fight, who put Izzy into a dog fight, you know. And people will say, oh, before Izzy fought um, Yoel, oh, if, if Kelvin rocked Izzy, man, imagine what Yoel's going to do to him. Then he fought Apollo. If Apollo rocked Izzy, imagine what Yoel's going to do. I mean, if Kelvin rocked Izzy, imagine what Apollo's going to do to him. And then now he's fighting Jan. If, if Kelvin rocked Izzy, imagine what Jan's going to do to him. This is my thing. Nobody is giving Kelvin Gaslam his credit, bro. <laughs> Nobody. 
Kelvin Gassum is an amazing fighter, okay? People say, ah, he's got pieced up by a five foot nine short fat wrestler. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Listen, Kelvin Gaston is a really good fighter, and he has a lot of power. He doesn't look like he has a lot of power. He's not walking around beefed up, and you know he's not super jacked and got like you know, you know all these crazy muscles poking out his neck and his you know got an eighteen pack and all that shit. No, he doesn't have any of that. But you know what? A lot of those guys who have that. So example, Kelvin Gaston has had clean knockouts in his career where he's knocked people out completely cold. As big as Paulo Costa is, he hasn't had a clean knockout in the UFC where he just knocks somebody out cold. He's had to where he's beat you into submission to where you just fold up against the cage, but he hasn't had anything to where he just knocks you out cold. Kelvin Gastelum has. You know what I'm saying? Kelvin Gastelum has fought high-level competition, and I don't know. I feel like, you know, um, he needs a little more respect than what he's getting. You know what I mean? I feel like he needs a little more respect than what he's getting so far, you know? But uh, Kevin Gaston was a really good fighter, man. So I'm excited to see him get back out there and fight again. Um, his last fight he lost, but it was a tough one. I think Kelvin could be the champ, you know what I'm saying, at middleweight. He just has to uh, keep doing what he's doing, man. He has to keep doing what he's doing. Keep fighting. Uh, keep winning. I think he could go up to be a champion middleweight. I think he would be the only one really – as of now, in the middleweight division, who will really give Izzy a run for his money? Because Kevin Gaston came in there with a fucking game plan. He had a good-ass game plan. I feel like Kevin Gaston just gassed out in that fifth round. Going into that fifth round, it was still anybody's fight. It was 2-2. And then, and then it was a clear 2-2. It wasn't like, uh, it's 2-2. And some people score hard, 3-2. Other people, no, it was a clear 2-2. And Kevin Gaston got there and just, I don't know, he gassed. You know? He pretty much just gassed out, you know, but it was a really good fight, you know. Probably the the biggest test Izzy's had to date, you know what I mean? Probably the biggest test he's had to date. So I'm excited to see Kevin Gaston hop back in the winning column. Excited to see Pedro Munez hop back in the winning column, you know. Um, but I haven't really had too many fights announced for that card. Like, even on the prelims, the prelims, the only fight they made official is the Pollyanna, Viana, and Mallory Martin. This is the only fight on the prelims that's made official so far. So, it's not really a lot of information out on that card yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, Upcoming cards, we got like... So, uh, USC 259 is going to be a banger. We have the light heavyweight... Uh, championship on the line, Blockowitz and Adesanya. We got Amanda Nunez and Megan Anderson at the co-main for the featherweight women's featherweight title. And then we got the bantamweight title bout, Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling. So we got three title fights at UFC 259. 110% ordering that guy. You know, uh, great card too. Kai Kara Francis opened up a card against Ruggiero Bonturin. Uh, Kai Kara Friends had a good fight the last fight. Uh, he just lost it, but he, he fought his ass off. Um, Kennedy, some crazy fucked up name. Look like he's African. I don't know. He's 7-1 low, light heavyweight. He'll be fun to watch against Carlos Uber, who is 5-0 at light heavyweight, so he'll be fun to watch. Sean Brady at welterweight is 13-0, fighting Jake Matthews, 17-4, which will be a good fight. Jake Matthews is really good. Been around for a really long time. Um... 
definitely excited to see what Jake Matthews does. Definitely excited to see what Jake Matthews does. But USC 259 is going to be a banger. Oh, I can't wait for USC 259. It is going to be a banger. I haven't really pronounced the um, announced the um, prelims for the event yet, but the main card is stacked. You know, the main card that'll be uh, March 6th. Yeah, so the main card is stacked though. The main card is definitely stacked. And, well, before I go, let's talk about this main card on 259. Listen, quick picks. I pick Yan, although <coughs> I'm only going to pick Yan on FanDuel Sportsbook if um he's an underdog. That's the only way I'm going to pick Yan for that bit. Now, for the fight, I think Izzy's going to win. I think Izzy is going to, I don't know, Izzy has been shocking me lately. I thought Paulo was going to beat him. Paulo didn't get a hand on him. Thought Yoel was going to beat him. Yoel didn't get a hand on him. Thought Whitaker had a chance. Whitaker didn't get a hand on him. You know, I just don't see Jan getting a hand on him, bro. I just don't see Jan getting a hand on him. I see Izzy bouncing around the outside a lot. Point, you know, winning by points. Maybe a knockout. But... But if Yon is the underdog, I'm going to vote on Yon. I mean, I'm not. I'm going to bet on Yon if he's the underdog. But my pick for that fight is 100% Izzy. Amanda uh, Nunez and Megan Anderson. I love Megan Anderson. I've been watching Megan Anderson before she got to the UFC. You know, she's she's a nice size female for the division. Uh, I like Megan Anderson a lot. I don't think she's going to beat Amanda Nunes. I think Amanda Nunes is going to wrestle fuck her to death. I think Amanda's going to get work that jujitsu on her. Maybe beat her by submission. I don't see Amanda Nunes standing up with Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson striking is really good. Amanda Nunes just has good striking too. But just to let the casual fans know, she is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist. She's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's what she does. <laughs> She just started becoming a striker the past couple years, but that's what she does. And she's not going to get in there against a career striker and stand up, especially if she starts to see that she's getting outclassed on the feet. What's the of them? The Iron Lady, Jermaine, whatever, Durandamine, whatever. Uh, you know, the Iron Lady, her, her last title defense, if I'm not mistaken. Nunez took her down. Nunez took her down and worked the jujitsu on her. You know, because on the feet, she was at a grave disadvantage. So I see this fight going pretty much the same way. Won't be betting for this fight because I see Amanda winning everywhere in this fight. And the uh, the she's, she's going to be too big of a favorite for you to make any money off a of bet on her. So I'm not betting on that fight because I don't think Amina's going to win. I think Yan has the chance to win. So I'm going to bet on Yan, but I'm still picking Izzy. I bet against Izzy too much. And it's crazy. Watch the time I bet pick Izzy is the time he's going to fucking lose. But I've been going against Izzy too much and he's been fucking winning. So definitely picking Izzy that fight. Picking Amanda. And I'm going to pick Aldermaine Sterling to win this fight. Peter Young is good. I think Aldermaine Sterling is going to wrestle fucking to death. 
I think Aljamain Sterling's gonna rest the fuck him to death. Hopefully, TJ comes back and gets the title. You know what I'm saying? Continues to reign. But I think Aljamain Sterling's gonna rest the fuck him to death. Wins by submission. Probably first, maybe second round. Wins by submission. Sean Brady, Jake Matthews. I got Jake Matthews all day. Pretty much because I know him better and I like Jake Matthews a lot. I don't really know a lot about the other guy, but I like Jake Matthews a lot, so I got Jake Matthews that fight. And in his last fight was a really good fight, you know. Jake Matthews is going to be, you know, um, he's been around for a long time, has a lot of experiences, improved a lot. I see him being a threat, you know, but I definitely see him winning this fight spectacular fashion. And then the last two, I don't fucking know. I'm going to pick Kai Kara French for the flyweight fight, though, because I like Kai Kara French, trains with Izzy and him, and um, I think he has a lot of potential. I think he's going to be really good. And he always puts on good fights, so excited to see that fight. That whole card is going to be good as fuck. That whole card is going to be good. And that's what, 259? And then that's so far away, because, because first we got to get through 258 first. And I'm sorry, I'm just not too excited for a Kamaru Usman fight. Unless he's fighting Kobe Covington, I'm not too excited for that. Because Kamaru's not going to stand up and bang with anybody. Especially with fucking Gilbert Burns. You know, Kamaru's been the rest of the shit out of Gilbert Burns. I highly doubt he stands with Gilbert Burns. Maybe he does because Gilbert Burns is a lot shorter. He's like 5'8", you know. And Kamaru has a... Um, a five-inch reach advantage, you know, so <coughs> maybe he does, you know. <coughs> Kamara's six foot, Gilbert's like five eight. Maybe he does stand up and strike with him. I doubt it though. Kamara's probably gonna wrestle fuck him to death. I'm sorry, Kamara's performance against T Woods. They want you to just act like he was masterful and he dominated the champ. Yeah, he dominated a guy who didn't fight back. And he literally, like, was just doing the same thing he did with Masvidal, just holding him against the fence. You know, he got a takedown on Tyron, got a good elbow, and I sliced him up. That was, like, the first, I think. But for the most part, they were just holding on to each other for the majority of the fight, you know? And you and, and you hate to see a fight like that, you know? Especially for a world title. And you get two fighters that go in there. And I'm cool with the grappling. I love grappling. You know, I love jiu-jitsu and all that shit. You know, but I like to see you working your wrestling, working your jujitsu, you know, not just taking them down and then laying there, you know, and act as if you're battling for position. Like, see, so guys do this thing, right? They act like they're battling for position to to keep the ref from standing them up. But really, they're just winning around by control time. You know, they're just winning the round by control time. At least when the guy stands up and point strikes you, he's hitting you. You know what I'm saying? It's still a fight. He's just not using all his power, but he's fucking piecing you up. You know, when you're on the ground with somebody, you're just kind of just laying there. Like a lot of Kamar Usman fights have been boring. I'm sorry. They have. A lot of his fights. Dana White has said that himself. You know what I'm saying? After one of the Kamar Usman fights that he's pissed off because it was a boring ass fight, you know? The fights he's had have been boring. The fight with Kobe was a great buildup, all due to Kobe. You know, it was a great buildup to the fight because of Kobe Covington. They got out there and it was a great fist fight because, you know, the rest of them likely was going to cancel each other out and they wanted to punch each other. 
So they got in there and fist fought it out. That was Kamar Usman's best fight to date. Like, he hasn't had a fight like that before that or since then. That was his best fight to date. You know, right after that, he stomped on Jorge Masvidal's feet for five fucking rounds. And I don't understand that shit. You're in a fucking fist fight. You're the goddamn champion. And you hold the guy against the fence. And you, while you're holding him there for two and three minutes of a five-minute fucking round, you're not punching him in the face. You're not trying to land some good elbows to his face. You're not trying to dig into them, you know, to that body, you know. You're stomping his feet. You're literally stepping on his feet. That's the only thing that he landed more foot stomps than he landed anything else the entire five fucking rounds. You don't believe me? The fight's on ESPN Plus. Go back and watch it. Do you do you some counting? Get back to me on that. I'm telling you, he landed. You know, now if you don't want to waste your time, this is what I'm telling you. He landed more foot stomps than he did anything else. Then leg kicks or anything he landed, leg kicks, body kicks, whatever, head kicks, jabs, hooks, uppercuts, body hooks, body uppercuts, body jabs, straights, you know what I'm saying? You combine all the different kind of strikes you can do together, except for the foot stomp. Combine all the strikes you can do and put them in, in one category and count those up. And then you count up the foot stomps and not even comparison. It's not even the comparison. Foot stumps rule. This man done foot stumped this dude hundred thousand damn times. This don't make no fucking sense. <laughs> this don't make no fucking sense. And it was a really boring fight with him and Jorge, you know. <clears throat> now, to Jorge, you're you ain't shit. You let this nigga stomp on your feet for five goddamn rounds. <laughs> I don't want to see that rematch. You couldn't get him off you, bro. What is going to change for that next fight? And for the casuals who are like, ah, Jorge fought on short notice. No, the fuck he didn't. Jorge was lined up for that fight. And there's plenty of footage that is clearly different days unless he just changes into multiple outfits in one day during the workout. You know what I'm saying? That's what, how he trains him. It's not different days. I'm wrong. But if that's not how he trains. It's footage of him. Now, yes, Gilbert has stepped in to accept the fight when Jorge had that whole little holding out thing. But Jorge was training for Kamaru during that time. That holding out thing happened one week. Following week, Gilbert gets put out of it and he's back in it. I feel like it was on like a two-week span there from where he was training for the fight didn't accept the pay. They put it on um, Gilbert. And then, you know, and then also you have to remember this as well. If it's short notice for him, it's also short notice for Kamaru. Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal are two completely different fighters. And Jorge, and, 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 and Kamaru was training for Gilbert. If, if, if we are going to give Jorge the whole, it was short notice for him. All that bullshit. Because he didn't look to be tired at the end of the fight. He didn't look to be like, like, like he gassed or anything. So I don't know what the short notice has to do for him. He brags about going on the street and being half fight dudes and with no weight class and, and on short notice all the time. You know what I mean? He constantly brags about that. So I don't see why now 
the short notice is like, oh, it was short notice, so, you know, cut him some slack. I don't cut him any slack. He let a man hold on to him for five rounds and stomp on his big toe. Cut him any slack. You know, and if it was short notice for him, it was also short notice for Kamar Uzman. What are we talking about here? Also, not only was it short notice for Kamar Uzman, he was training for a completely different fighter. What are we talking about here? You know what I mean? If, if it was short notice for him, it was short notice for the fucking champ, too. And for the champ, being that he has the belt, the short notice fight for him is a bigger risk than it is for, for Jorge, who's a, who's a journeyman fighter who poplared his way to the top. He didn't fight his way to the top. He poplared his way to the top. You know, if you haven't heard me speak before, and you're going to say, he did fight. He was on a three-fight win streak against people who don't even fight in the fucking welterweight division, who aren't even in the top 10. Ben Ashburn does not count. Stop telling me Ben Ashburn was top 10 in the UFC. Ben Ashburn had never fought in the UFC before he got there. He fought competition at one FC that was okay, but let's be real, it's not UFC competition. Ben Ashburn arguably got the dog shit beat out of him all three of his, his entire time in the UFC. He wasn't there a year before he's right back out the rankings. Who, Nate Diaz, not ranked in the welterweight division. There's that. End of discussion. Wait, open discussion. Journeyman fighter. Okay, end of discussion. Wait, wait, wait. Open discussion. Loses all the time. Not a shot that he lost again. End of discussion. Oh, wait. Last thing. Not in the top 10 of the welterweight division. Just saying. If you're going to say, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. He did beat Darren Till. Yeah. A dehydrated, <laughs> couldn't stand up at multiple weigh-ins. They had to hold that man up at multiple weigh-ins, Darren Till. And then he moved up the weight class. And I'm sorry, I am also don't think Darren Till is that good either. I think Darren Till fought a lot of trash cans. And a lot of people like Donald Cerrone know people that he's much bigger than. And is pretty much loses everybody but has a name. You know what I'm saying? And then once he got facing some of these top names, you see his fighting style is way different. You ain't running all crazy like that with fucking um, Robert Whitaker. They stayed on the outside and slapped at each other. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I don't know. I don't think Darren Till's that good either. I think Darren Till's one of those guys who had a padded record and started facing that top talent and realized he wasn't that good, that his record was definitely padded, okay? And also, no longer ranked in the fucking welterweight division like the very next fucking fight. So tell me again who he's beat. Look at the, go on the UFC ranking, look at the top 10 of the welterweight division, Okay. When you look at the top 10 of the welterweight division, look at everybody and then look to see if they fought Jorge. I guarantee you, if they have fought Jorge, they beat him. Why is he even in the why is he even in the conversation in the first place? He poplared his way to the top. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. He poplared his way to the top. You know? So I don't know. I'm um I don't think he was even deserving of the title shot. I don't think Gilbert Burns is deserving either. Now you may say, well, Gilbert Burns is 19 and three, you know? Well, that's the big difference. Gilbert Burns actually had a decent record. You know, um, Gilbert Burns comes up from lightweight where he let Dan Hooker knock him out. Enough said. If you're like, oh, Dan Hooker's a beast. 
Dan Hooker is good, man. I like Dan Hooker. Watched that fight live, actually. You know what I'm saying? One of the fights that made me even bigger fan of Dan Hooker. You know what I mean? But you got knocked out by Dan Hooker. Enough said. You know what I'm saying? Enough said. So I just don't like the fact that I don't know. And then his little three fight win streak to me is also in question. You know what I mean? At welterweight division, his little win streak he's going off. It's also in question to me. Damian Maya, far, far past his prime, bro. I don't know why we're still letting him fight. That shit's crazy. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I don't think he's fighting anymore. They were talking about him fighting the Cosmo a while back. I was like, what the fuck? Why are we keep throwing Damian Maya old past his prime? No, you're going to lose in here against these goddamn killers. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? You know? T Woods. I could have beat T Woods that day. Anybody could have stepped in that octagon and beat T Woods. A girl could have gotten in there and beat T Woods that day. For some reason, T Woods ain't been fighting recently. For some reason, T Woods has not been fighting. You know, and if you look back at his, some of his uh, the fights right before he got to the title, I don't know. It just looks like T Woods ain't been fighting recently. He let Kamara Usman hold on to him for five rounds. He let Gilbert Burns beat the shit out of him. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even really throw nothing. He let Kobe Covington take him down, just do what he wanted to do with him. You know what I mean? Like, fucking ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and then you can say, oh, well, T. Woods is a former champ. Yes, he is. But let's look at his past performances. Does beating him really, you know, mean title shot now? You know, like, really? Like, T. Woods? Like, I like Tyron Woodley, you know what I'm saying? I like Tyron. But I don't like him talking. I think he's a fucking idiot. I like him, you know, brother, black man, what's up, you know? But when he starts to talk sometimes, sometimes he just... He's so fucking stupid in real life, you know what I mean? But I like Tyron, you know? I like to see him fight when he fucking fights, you know what I mean? And he gets out there these last few fights and ain't been fucking fighting. Let Kobe Covington whoop his ass, you know what I'm saying? Talked all that shit. And then let Kobe Covington go out there and whoop his ass, bro. So I just feel like that shouldn't be, you know, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Gilbert Burns. I think Kamaru Usman is going to wash him. I think it's going to be pretty easy for Usman. I'm excited to see Macy Barber come back and fight for this event, too. But, and this event isn't bad. You know, Pedro Munez, Jimmy Rivera is good. Kelvin Gaslam, Ian Hishnakshik. I don't know how to say his name, but you know what I'm talking about. He's good, too. Uh, and I, I like him, too. I just think Kelvin's going to beat him. Uh, Macy Barber, you know, Alexa Grasso, you know, I think this is a decent card. I just don't like the main event. And I hate that I have to pay for it now because Dana White wasn't bullshitting, bruh. He done pretty much stopped. Now, I'm not going to say people are still aren't doing it. I just don't know where the fuck they're doing it now. Every every spot I used to go to to, you know, watch the uh, live stream illegally, all that shit's either been shut down or they're just not doing it because they're, they're not taking the risk. You know, I'm hearing whatever Dana White has done has pretty much made it to where you're going to get caught. And um, 
one of my guys told me until they figure a way to, you know, hack around it, you know, they're not um, illegally streaming anything UFC <laughs> because they was like, you're going to get caught, you know, so, you know, it, it'll be a while, but we'll figure a way around that shit, Dana White, and we'll be back on that illegally streaming your shit real soon. Especially since the price went up. How you gonna stop the illegal stream and then raise the price? Dana White. We've been supporting you since day one, you bitch nigga. You know what I'm saying? Why you keep raising the price on us, bro? You know what I mean? What the fuck? What the fuck? You know, that's just crazy. So, you're, I didn't get to illegally stream the fight, so I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon. Whenever it gets back up, though, I'll let you know. But I don't feel as if you should have to pay for an event like USC 258, <laughs> you know? I feel like that should be a fucking fight night, you know what I mean? But, I tell you like this, I would definitely be happy to give up my $70 on March 6th. <laughs> For UFC 259, they would get all 70 of my dollars. You know, I may even give them a tip because this is a good fucking car. I can't wait to see what the prelims look like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is a good fucking car. You know, so I'm, um, I'm excited for these upcoming cars, man. I'm excited for the upcoming cars. I'm excited to see what the UFC um, does with uh, Leon Edwards and Cosmo. They're scheduled to fight March 13th. On a fight night, they haven't got any of that card together either. But they're scheduled to fight March 13th on a fight night, so I'm interested to see what they um <clears throat> what they do with that card because um Cosmo is pretty good, but we haven't really seen him against anything high level, you know. So and Leon Edwards is definitely high level on a win streak. He hasn't fought in a while, but I got faith in my boy Leon. He'll pull it out. We'll see what happens because I think that should be the title contender, you know what I mean? That should be the title contender. I understand that we can't wait till he gets his shit together to fight, so we gotta give Kamara somebody, I get it. But the next title shot after the Leon beats Cosmont should be Leon sometime during the summer. It needs to happen immediately, like ASAP, you know, sometime during the summer. And Leon needs to fucking get out the UK. If he can't travel to fight and all this shit's going on in the UK, he needs to get his ass somewhere else so he can fight. If not, then stop talking about it, bro. We don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? You, you need to figure that shit out, bro. It's been a goddamn year. Everybody else has figured that shit out, bro. You need to figure that shit out. Straight up. You know, that shit's starting to, you know, I fuck with him. I want him to get the title shot. But, bro, you can't just not fight. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the UK shutting down. You, you have no control over that. But you're not going to tell me they didn't give y'all no notice. You're not going to tell me it was they were in the room talking and saying oh, we're gonna shut everything down left the room went out the room and within 30 minutes everything was just shut down that's not how it works you know what I mean you need to figure out how you can get out get out of that country so you can fight and go somewhere else I feel like maybe you ain't got a whole 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 lot of money but you got some fucking money bro take your ass somewhere else and train so you can fight you know and lastly the only other fights they got posted up is UFC 260 and I only got two fights on that card. We got Alexander Volk- Volkanovski going up against Brian Ortega as a co-main and Stipe Miocic and Francis Nugano as the main. You already know what I'm going to say. Francis is going to knock out Stipe. Alexander will probably grind his way to a decision against Ortega. That fight is going to suck. I don't like even like Ortega getting the title shot. I don't understand. They're just, I feel like 
you know, popularity and just pulling out of the hats what they're doing here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But whatever, not my decision. You know, um, not my decision. There's also not like a clear cut title challenger anyway outside of Max Holloway, and they can't keep doing that fight. Max may have to piece up like two more people before he gets back to Volkanovski. And 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 imagine being the featherweight champ, but then the guy you beat twice, everybody is saying is the best featherweight in the world. You know what I'm saying? No one's calling you the best featherweight in the world. You're the goddamn champ. He needs to do something amazing against Brian Ortega to remind everybody. The problem is, I don't see him doing that. You know, and but I see him winning the fight. And um, Francis knocks out Stipe this time. Stipe is not going to be able to wrestle fucking to death this time, bro. You know, everybody had like his performance was masterful the last time, and it was, it was, I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty cool, it was pretty good. But he held on for dear life, let's be real, let's not kid ourselves. Why are we playing this game? He held on for dear life. He wasn't finna stand there and punch with, with Francis, how he stood there and punched with DC. He held on for dear life. He held on, he put all his weight on Francis and just held on for dear life. Francis left that fight without a mark on him at the five rounds. He was just tired as hell. You know what I'm saying? I don't see him being able to do that. I, I don't think Francis he was even expecting a, a, a takedown or anything like that. So he was just completely unprepared for that. I see him being much more prepared this time. And this time I see when Stipe goes in, try to grab a hold of him and get him for a takedown. I see Francis getting him to fuck off of him and just throwing hands. You know, I see Francis just throwing hands and I see Stipe going to sleep, man. I'm sorry. Stipe will be going to sleep. He's not going to be able to wrestle fuck Francis twice in a row. I doubt it. And he's not going to stand in front of Francis and throw hands. He's not going to do that. So I don't see Stipe winning this fight. Um, I see Stipe losing this fight. And then they're fighting again. <laughs> Stipe don't fucking fight now, bro. He's a goddamn champ. It's like you got to force this nigga to fight now. So I just don't see him losing this fight and then fighting his way back to the title. You know, you can't just keep getting rematches and rematches every time you lose the title. Man, you lose it again, you're not going to get an immediate rematch. John Jones is getting the next fight. And then the only way you fight for the title again without fighting is if John Jones beats Francis. And he's not going to beat Francis. But I would like to see Francis knock, knock out Stipe and then knock out John Jones next because John Jones is not going to... John Jones couldn't take down fucking Dominic Reyes. He's not taking down Francis Ngannou. Nor is John Jones going to be able to take punches from Francis Ngannou. He could barely take punches from Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dominic Reyes. Enough said. You know, if you're one of those people, oh, Dominic Reyes is it's great. We'll see. Because now he's at the top of the heat. So now he's going to have to fight those other top guys. He's already got two title shots. They've got all the little, you know, new hype train money off him they're going to possibly get. Now they don't care anymore. Now he's going to have to fight these top guys. Now we're going to see how good Dominic Reyes really is. If you say, oh, he fought Wilkin. If you watched that fight, it looked to me like he lost that fight. The internet went on fire saying he lost that fight. I was the only one who thought so. A lot of us did. If you're just a, such a good fighter, you're just this great fighter, and you're, you're rise to the top, 
it shouldn't be a fight like that to where you kind of clearly lose and everybody's saying you lost it, but, you know, technically you won, so mm, there's that, you know what I mean? OSP, I would argue he's a journeyman that they use exactly for their reason, the skyrocket people's people names to the top because everybody knows OSP. He's been around for a while. You know, gave us some good fights back in the day. Haven't gave us much recently. I don't know if you've seen his last three, four fights. Not very impressive at all. Not even kind of. The fight with John Jones was horrible. Like, since the John Jones fight, as far back as I can remember, it's off the top of my head. Since the John Jones fight, maybe before that, OSP has looked really bad in the octagon. Went to heavyweight, looked bad, came back down, looked bad again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Of course, Dominic Reyes beat him. Most people will. There's that. But we're going to see. I want to see Dominic Reyes beat an Anthony Smith. You may not think Anthony Smith is that good. Anthony Smith is fucking good. I want to see Dominic Reyes beat an Anthony Smith. Some shit like that. Then, maybe then, I can be on the hype train. Now, you may think, oh, man, you tripping, man. What are you talking about? You're crazy. No, I'm not. I'm actually the last sane human alive. 